What's going down, podcast listener? Welcome back to the Symbiosis Now podcast. I'm Tyler Colombero, and I'm the host of the show. And on this show, we like to stimulate interconnectivity. We like to have good conversations, hopefully leading us into a better direction to have more open conversations in our life off the podcast. So hopefully, listener, as you listen, you're inspired to go start some real conversations with some real people and not be afraid to second guess or question what they're saying and also support them in what they're saying. You know, hear each other out and fully explain the way you feel and think about some scenario. And to help us do that on this episode of the podcast, we have Brad Gonzalez, the one and only Bradley. He is amazing. He is a very intelligent man. He's an historian that graduated from Fresno State, California State University here in California. And he is a brilliant man. He likes to basically talk about anything historical or anything prevalent to the way our world is pretty crazy now. And he could look at it from the past lens, the present lens. Um, and it's amazing. I love the things he says. I love his creativity. I'm really glad to have you here, Bradley. But before we get started, please be sure to like, share, subscribe, tell your friends about the podcast because we're going places, baby. We got a lot to look forward to. And without further ado, let us get rolling into the yonder of conversation with Bradley Gonzalez on the Symbiosis Now podcast. Yeah, man, we're just chilling with my folks, man, you know what I mean? Having a little fun while we're taking a little 15, 20-minute break from the Ujo. Last time we were on the podcast, mm-hmm. we had discussed a bunch of historical events. Oh, yes. But more specifically, we kind of got to Ukraine and Russia, the conflict that was going on at the time, last time you were on the podcast. Oh, yeah. And I feel like there's certain parts of that that we still didn't cover. But oh, I'm yeah. glad that we didn't because it's good to like let things play out for us mm-hmm. to all gather more information after yes. time goes on and we're aware of this conflict. But now we could talk about it more if you're down, bro. Yeah, and I also want to talk about some other histor- historical events as well. For sure. That I feel like might tie into some of the ideas of this book I'm currently reading. What's this book? Oh, this book is called uh, The Dark Forest by Sixin Lu. He's a Chinese author. And this is a science fiction, uh, should, should I say hard science fiction book since, you know, there's like a lot of scientific concepts brought up here. It's a sequel to The Three-Body Problem, which is about a long time ago in China, this satellite contacted these aliens and... And I guess they weren't supposed to answer the reply from the aliens or else they would invade. And now the aliens are going to be invading in 400 years. And now humanity's trying to figure out what to do about it. Like, you know, how to defend themselves or wherever they should be welcome. And there's like a bunch of factions, you know. Well, on the cover of this shit, it's got a, a little message that says, Wildly Imaginative. By President Barack Obama. Oh, yeah. Apparently, he reviewed all three books in this trilogy. and No, that's tight. But what the fuck? He's into aliens or what? Uh, I think he's just into science fiction. He's into specifically alien science fiction, clearly, if he likes all those books, though, right? Yeah. I, I mean, mean, I guess there's no way to validate this, really. But imagine you go down to Barack Obama's like basement. He's got all this UFO like, oh, <laughs> stuff. Yeah, he's, like be, a, he's a buff dude. You know, he's just all about it. Yeah, that would be bananas. I be, I'd believe it though. Mm-hmm. And he's like, look, listen, there's a lot of stuff they told me I can't talk about. Yes. And it opened my eyes to the other realm. Yes. And, <laughs> part, and that series has... He'd be stuff. more like, my other eye has been uh, 
open up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and there's actually some shit like that that like, goes down like that in the first and this book, too, as well. Like, okay. a grand conspiracy, you know, of these humans that actually like the... Or actually, you know, sympathetic toward the aliens that were supposed to invade in 400 years. And, you know, they try to figure out, you know, if they should let them destroy us or coexist, even though they obviously want to destroy, you know, humanity. So they create a game, like a virtual reality headset game in the first novel called Three Body. And this one, it's college professor discovers it and, 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 and the game takes place in this world where there are three sons okay three sons okay and apparently the three body problem is actually an idea in science about you know orbits of three bodies and how you know unpredictable it is like like the object of the game is you play as you know these historical figures in the in the civilization and they try to figure out you know how you know you know how to survive like a stable era or an chaotic era which is you know like if during a stable era it's all calm you know you have your seasons you know like we have right now but in the chaotic era you know depending on the orbits of the three suns uh-huh. is that <clears throat> is that you know there's like a bunch of disasters droughts deep freeze it's like horrible and and they try to figure out how to how to cope with that and survive and it turns out that the reason why this game exists is to recruit people to join this little conspiratorial society that is working with the aliens. Okay. Though, like I said, or within there are like two factions. You have like this one faction that believes that you know we should we should coexist with the aliens and they view the aliens like as if they're gods almost. Like, they even call the aliens the Lord. The Lord? Yeah. The Lord? Yeah, kind of type. All hail the Lord! And everyone was like, oh, they, they means the aliens, though. You know, it's a nomenclature for the aliens. Oh, like, yeah. <laughs> and then you have this other faction that thinks that humanity is, like, bad and deserves to be destroyed. Oh, no. Honestly, I believe, like, I believe some of those conspiracies at, at a certain point. That we're just all, like, bad like humans are just innately terrible, full of sin, right? Like the Bible would say, like Calvinists would suggest. Calvinists? Oh yeah, I'm familiar with Calvinist theology. That you're just born sinful and you like desperately have to be chosen. You have to desperately like struggle to communicate with God again, but you also have to be like one of the chosen ones, otherwise it won't oh, work yeah. because and you're I, always forever yeah. a sinner slave. Da, 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 da. Oh yeah, know. Calvinism. Yeah, that's you know I yeah that's like. Uh, Calvinist theology, you know, it's all like that. All hail Sultan. You know, like in Dude, Where's My Car? <laughs> the cult, yeah. like, I don't know. Yeah, and and the reason why, you know, the game, you know, the world, the game world that they created had three sons is because they actually emulated the planet where the aliens come from. Okay, so which one of those are us, metaphorically? Oh, Earth. Earth. Uh, are one of those sons us? No, it's because the planet where the well, the system where the aliens come from. In this oh, it's world. another system that's evolving yeah. around another sun. Okay, yeah, actually, you. it revolves around three suns. And so, yeah. are we all adjacent to each other in these parallel universes? Is that the way you it's described, kind of? Well, the planet tri well, the aliens are called Tristolarans, and the planet's called Tristolaris, which is in the Alpha Centauri system, according to the book, which is 
way, which is the closest star system, which is about 4.1 light years away. And So no disrespect, but how does this correlate to where we are now? Hmm. Is it just an idea like what we could have in the future? Is yeah, that what it is? but I do think that the theory called the Dark Forest, which isn't introduced until this book, you know, kind of reminds me of, you know, some stuff we've had in history, you know, about, you know, why, you know, certain different civilizations want to contact each other or maybe shouldn't, you know? Yeah. But why, you know, but why some of some of us hate each other while some of us may yeah. want to be in some kind of relationship with another civilization. So, before I, you know, talk about the dark forest theory, do you, you want me, actually, do you want me to explain what the dark forest theory is? Yeah, what's the dark forest, forest theory? Okay, so what I'm saying is technically considered a spoiler because, you know... He's going to spoil it, folks, but like, we have to. We've already talked about it this much. You have to spoil it. Okay, so it's technically a spoiler, kind of like how... No, I, I am your father in Star Wars. You know, Darth Vader being Luke Skywalker's father. You know, that's like a spoiler, but it's been spoiled already by pop culture. Like, uh-huh. unlike this, the theory is actually spoiled, you know, by, you know, talking the science community regarding aliens and UFOs and why do we, we haven't made contact at all. So, basically... You know, I already knew about this theory because of some videos I saw and before I read the Three Body Problem series. Like, this is the second book right here, so, The Dark Forest. So, to sum it up, you know, the whole universe is a really messed up place to be in. And everyone is, like, on edge. And if you were to make contact with an alien civilization, we are bound to get destroyed. Like, they want to destroy anyone. And that's why, you know, nobody has made contact with us or we haven't made contact with because 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 we all view each other as hostile in this in this whole solar system, this whole galaxy. And we and maybe we've is it you mean like it's it's only uh, fiction, fictional, like this whole book idea? Well, the book is science fiction, but the theory has actually been talked about in the real world. Okay, like so then in the real theory. world then, right? Okay, because I, I want to ask this question and not sound like an idiot, but now I'm glad we clarified. Because in the real world, um, I could conceive of that. Does that mean that humans forgot? Like at some point in the past, humans kind of knew, oh, we stay away from the fucking, if the aliens from this other universe that's like adjacent to us comes, we fucking fight. Like world, true world war, because we're fighting other worlds essentially, yeah. and 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 we don't fuck with that, and so then now we have forgot about it for so long, kind of because it's like they haven't came back, maybe we haven't had to, mm-hmm. and now we're just like, no, aliens don't exist, and all of a sudden, pff, aliens may exist, like on <laughs> fucking ancient aliens. Oh, ancient yeah. alien theorists suggest, you know, we're not trying to do that to you folks. We're trying to have some real shit going on. Oh right yeah. Here. So please do elaborate, Bradley. Please do elaborate. Yeah, so basically, the reason why we have made contact with aliens, nor have they contacted us, is because the whole universe is like a dark forest. Like, oh, every, wow. we all view, like, we are all inherently hostile to each other. And if we were to make contact with aliens, you know, like, we, they finally get our message, they'll know where we're at and they'll actually go and attack us. So, basically, we just invited a war to come. And if we were to make con... 
And if another alien civilization were to make contact with this planet, then we'd end up fighting them. Yeah, so basically, the whole universe is, in him, is like very hostile to each other and wants to fight to survive in this dark forest of the universe. That makes sense. Yeah. I could conceive of this idea being real, slightly, you know? Mm-hmm. So, do you think that that's something that is real? Well, is that why you like it? Or do you, is it just fun to fantasize? Well, kind of a little bit of a mix of what you said, because I do find yeah. a... I do find, like, the theory to be very interesting, but also very existentially terrifying as well. Yeah. Because, you know, because what if we tried, because you know how we have UFO sightings and stuff? Yeah. What if we tried to make contact with it and then they decide, what if that's a scout and they decide and they go back and tell them, like, oh, maybe these earthlings have tried to make contact with us, go fight them, and then they were... We're screwed. Bro, I feel like if aliens were to come, I feel like I've talked about this on the last couple episodes of the podcast. Like, if aliens were to come, it would literally shatter society because all of a sudden there'd be those people that are like, we're interpreting. We're the interpreters of the, what the aliens are saying. And what the alien said is to suck my dick. And what the alien said is to pay more taxes. And what the alien said is do this and do this and do this and don't do that. And I really think that someone could like hijack easily this oh, interpretation yeah. of what the aliens, quote unquote, are saying. You know, it'd be too easy. <laughs> oh, know? yeah. And actually, the book series, particularly this book, because this is the second book after the three, the original book titled Three Body Problem. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. They actually talk about how humanity copes with a impending invasion, even though it's 400 years. Like, oh, shit. Yeah. Like, you know, there, there's some pretty messed up stuff that happens to society. Like, you have people, you know, worried about how their future generation is going to handle the invasion. And you have... I think about that. And they, and they're, and they're like building these big ass space fleets ready so they can like freaking fight them, f- like many like four centuries from now. Yo, let me ask this though. Like we're always expanding, right? We just yeah. keep expanding. So like, is it inevitable that each one of these universes that could exist out there expand and we eventually bump into each other and expand into each other and like collide? Is oh, that a thing? you're talking about galaxies. Yeah, like if we just keep expanding, 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 and then what about what if there's another one that's like expanding, expanding, and then we like we bump into each other well, and like become like a like a Venn diagram or some shit. Well, <laughs> like, our you know? galaxy, you know, the Milky Way is going to collide with the Andromeda galaxy in the next million years, apparently. So the Milky Way. Yeah, and the Andromeda. You think that was a sales ploy to sell more milk? Like, we're going to call it the Milky Way. Oh yeah, I wonder. Oh, I've always wondered why it's called the Milky Way. Some guy in NASA's like, I drink milk every day. You know, it's <laughs> call it the Milky Way. Yeah. <laughs> and the reason why I sound like that is because they were like German. You know what I mean? They took over and they were like, yeah, we're Nazis. <laughs> we're going to fucking get us to the moon. Oh, or are yeah. we? I don't really know. <laughs> but anyways, so we could be in the situation where there's multiple galaxies and or universes or what, what is it considered? Systems, solar systems, basically uh, different system, suns uh, that are like yeah, star nearby kind of. Yeah. And they're just all doing their own thing. So what are they doing over there? What do they look like? We never know. Do they know. have dicks and shit? Like, do they fuck? Maybe. I do don't know. Do they just know. make babies with their mind or some shit? Do they, like, do they take a shit? 
Well, is this a, just a, only a monkey thing on this planet that we do all that? Well, I did watch <laughs> this recent movie the other day, and these rock aliens apparently reproduce by bathing bathing in lava, and then they come back a month later. There's a baby rock alien in there. Hey, dude, rock aliens make sense. Have you ever seen fucking Apollo 17? It's a movie. Because you know how they only went 16 times? Oh, yeah. And then all of a sudden, for some reason, they were just like, yeah, we're not going to go anymore. And everyone's like, um, okay, yeah, we didn't want to spend all this money on that. Because in the 70s, people were like, what the fuck are we going to the moon for? It costs a lot of money. It's a lot more taxes and shit. Why are we going to the moon? You guys are collecting rocks and you ain't finding shit. You ain't doing shit. You know what I mean? You're putting satellites. That's cool, but that's it. You know what I mean? Never went back to the moon after 16 times. They were supposed to make 20 trips or 21 trips or some shit like that. That was the plan. And then they stopped at 16. Well, they someone made a movie called Apollo 17, right? Oh, yeah. It's a found footage film about they go to the moon and they find these aliens that killed these uh, uh, Soviet cosmonauts. And Yes, and, and basically the rocks are that they're bringing back are aliens. Like they, they convert – like they – they, they uh, metamorphosize or whatever the fuck. They morph into some kind of running rock-type uh, metallic creature. You know what I mean? That's what basically uh, the movie kind of showed. And then so it kind of leaves you to feel like, oh, shit, back at home, all those rocks are like in a museum right now. Oh, yeah. Like, so they're on Earth. Mm-hmm. Like, so they're just waiting to like break the glass and get the fuck out of there. Yeah. <laughs> like, you know? That's something else. Yeah, but but it makes you wonder why did we stop going? It was it just finances? Because you know, no offense, like most of the time the federal government or people that are involved with that are like, No, we took the money already. And and you're not getting it back. It wasn't like a like a we'll see if it goes good and if it doesn't go good, we'll give you a refund. It's like, no, we're taking the money, it's already allotted for this whole expenditure. Like the like the fucking bullet train in California. They're trying to make that super train or whatever the oh, fuck they call it yeah. from the bay to uh-huh. LA through the Central Valley and shit. Yeah. But they already funded it. Billions of our tax dollars. Uh-huh. Even if they're not constructing it anymore. But they already funded it. Like you know what I'm saying? So that's what the federal government does. That's what these people do. So it is weird that they stopped going to the moon because they would they already funded it. Where'd the money go? Yeah. Why I did do, they stop going? Yeah, I do know that we're supposed to be going back eventually, and the, and the Chinese are trying to beat us to the moon. Why, okay, so why haven't the Chinese went there more? You'd think by now they'd just be like, yeah, we, we got it. We have literally a city there. You'd think by now they'd be like, we got a city. We're growing hella garlic. It's shitty. No offense, I'm just saying China has shitty garlic. The shit we get here in the United States. But imagine, dude, if Chinese like government officials are like this... Uh, technocratic force they for sure would be on the moon don't you think brad all over it yeah perhaps yes and i do know that the chinese are planning to go do a moon mission in the future so that's crazy yeah especially with all this talk of the space force and you know investing in space we might see a second space race coming so are aliens real what do you think Maybe though, but aliens isn't. It doesn't have to be necessarily organisms outside of our realm that are kind of like intelligent and can like control some kind of weird aspect of their environment enough to survive instead of have to like like how we use our brains and we use tools and we've used technology now to like extend our lives literally. Like, is there another kind of organism or creature that's that kind of intelligent? We could say that insects are here on Earth because look at how they populate. They're brilliant. Oh, look at what yeah. the farmers do. They have to pay these fucking corporations hella money to envelop 
to develop uh, pesticides that take care of the problem and they still don't work after time because all these pests become resistant to it, you know. In my opinion, those are aliens on Earth, insects. Yeah. We just forgot that they're here, but they're always here. Yeah. They fly, they mate, they do all this crazy shit. They antenna, they send out sounds through the fucking air, and they like listen with their little antenna, bro. Oh, you know, yeah. and they find each other. Yeah, that reminds me. You know, they find food like that. Yeah, that's wild. That they reminds, fly all around us, yeah. and they're like, yeah. That reminds me. The term <laughs> alien, you know. Yeah. The way I think of it now is like, you know, people from outer space, little green Martian men or Greys or Thanos or Yoda or something. Yeah. But back then, you know, back in history, the term alien used to mean something un of unknown origin. All right. And going back to history, you know, the whole thing about the dark forest and, you know, contacting other alien life and why we should or shouldn't according to an idea brought up in this book, which I don't know why that's brought up even though... By the time of this book, they already made contact, even though the, even though a translator in the previous book told the Chinese satellite operator, do not reply or else you're going to be invaded. So, <laughs> yeah. That's what's up. Do you endorse this book? Oh, yeah. <laughs> I, well, I endorse this this book series because I love science fiction, but it's also a different kind of hard science fiction, uh -huh. considering that this is written by a Chinese author by the name of Sixian Lu. Okay. Yeah, and and it gives us, like, a, and because he's Chinese, we're given, like, a different kind of perspective on science fiction and, you know, and whatnot yeah. compared to Western science fiction, like, you know, like Frank Herbert or George Lucas or... You know, like, you know, like diff something different from like uh, Arthur C. Clarke, for example, yeah. or, you know, like uh, Rendezvous with Rama, which is a book by Arthur C. Clarke, and, you know, Dune, Frank Herbert, or like Star Wars, George Lucas, or uh, Mass Effect, even, which is, I'm currently playing right now, it's an awesome game from BioWare, you know, like, uh -huh. it's like something different, you know, because, you know, East and West, you know, have different perspectives on life and the world and how things work, you know? Yeah. You know, the West is considered to be Europe and the United States, Canada, and Mexico, right. while the East is considered, you know, China, Japan, South Korea, Mongolia, and Russia. And India. India, yes. The Middle East kind of, yeah, right. Middle East Saudi kind of, Arabia. even though that's, the Middle East is kind of Western online, some of the countries are, especially Saudi Arabia and Israel. Okay, and yeah, wow. Jordan and Egypt even, kind of. Yeah. What a trip. Yeah. Let's take a break for this ad real quick, bro. Just... What's going down, podcast listener? I imagine that you drive a car when you're out and aboutin'. You might even have a motorcycle, per se. And I think that most people that live in the society we live in have a home of some sort. On those things, do you have insurance? That is my question to you. And if you do not, it seems like it's time to get you some. What are you doing out there listening to a podcast? Because if you are, at the same time simultaneously... You could be calling Alfredo Vargas over at Academy West Insurance to provide you with top-notch service. Give him a call at 559-638-3800. Do you not have a license? That doesn't seem to be a problem. He can set you up. Do I know how? I have no idea, but he can set you up. He claims to know. Are you anything like me? And when you were younger, got into some trouble, had a DUI, and needed an SR-22 insurance? Maybe? I hope not, but if you do, Alfredo Vargas over at Academy West Insurance can set you up with the free SR-22. You can find Alfredo looking sharp in the suit 
on 998 North Manning Avenue in Reedley, California, or you can give them a jingle down there at the shop at 559-638-3800. Be sure to tell him that you heard about him on the Symbiosis Now podcast, and he will set you up ASAP with all your insuring needs. Thank you, Alfredo, for sponsoring the podcast. And now let's get back to the show, folks. I greatly, greatly appreciate our conversations, bro. So where were we? Where are we going with this? Okay, so I kind of wanted to tie in the dark forest with, you know, actual history, particularly how different cultures and societies and civilizations interacted with each other. So going back to the term alien, you know, yeah. The way we think of alien these days is, you know, like outer space person or outer space man or, like you know, like, you know, like little green Martians or greys or Palladians or Yoda even or Spock or like Vulcans or Klingons or Mandalorians, even though that's like a culture in itself, though, apparently. So, right. Okay. Lila. Yeah. Little doggle. <laughs> anyway, going back. So back then, you know, alien, you see refer to, like I said earlier before the commercial break, um, as something of unknown origin that we don't know about. Like, I'm pretty sure that back then, different civilizations used to view other civilizations that they never met before, or they just barely made contact with as alien, or aliens, like... Right, like foreign. Yeah, foreign, you like know, an unknown. unknown. Yeah, fear of the unknown. Yeah, like when you're alienated from a tribe, right? Oh, yeah. Meaning, like you're, mm-hmm. you're, you're not even just excluded. You're like you don't even, you're not even acknowledged, really. Yeah. We don't even know what you, what you, where you are, or what you're doing. That's what alien means, right? Yes, and I'm pretty sure that the Romans, you know, in the late times when they were getting attacked by the different barbarians, like the Huns and. The Gauls, you know, I'm pretty sure, to the Rome perspective, they were alien. Yeah, right? Different. Yes. Out of the ordinary. And according to maybe the Gaul and the Huns, the Romans were alien, too. Yeah. Yeah, and I'm sure that during the Viking raids, you know, when the Vikings, you know, from Norway and Sweden and Denmark used to attack England and, you know, parts of Europe, they probably viewed, you know the English as alien or the French as alien and I'm pretty sure that the English who were England who was being attacked by the barbarians viewed these big old freaking warriors with big ass axes burning down villages and churches as right, alien right, like right, they were right, facing right, right. an alien invasion of Vikings right when you think about it or during the you know going and you know and I'm pretty sure, you know, the Aztecs, when they made contact with the Spanish and their eventual conquering, they viewed the Spanish as alien. I'm you sure. Know, like, who are these, you know, these men, you know, speaking a whole different language from us with these guns and these spears and these advanced technology? They can ride horses or something. Yeah, you know what I mean? Can. Like, what's up with this? Like, yeah, how intense horses. this is? This is a this is a technological era versus versus the, the natives, though. They knew how to do a lot of... Very interesting stuff. So technically, oh, yes. to the Spaniards, the natives were alien. Oh, yeah. Right? Yeah. And I'm sure, you know, during the Mongol Empire, you know, the age of the Mongol Empire, which I talked about in our last episode. Right. 
you know, they viewed all of these different cultures as you no know, alien, and you know, and they're you know the different civilizations like you know the Middle East and you know ancient and excuse me medieval Russia and medieval Ukraine, you know the Kievan Rus. They viewed the Mongols and you know their future occupation by the Mongols as alien invaders in a sense too. Right. And Japan, you know, they probably viewed the Mongols as alien. And considering that Japan actually repelled a Mongol invasion of their island, I'm pretty sure they, it was probably a victory against alien invaders to them. <laughs> right. Yeah, so that kind of reminds me of that, too. Like, you know, if we make contact with a different civilization, like compared to right now, though, the whole world is interconnected. Well, most of it, there are still some uncharted or uncontacted people right now, especially in the Amazon rainforest. And a certain island called Sinal Island, which I will get to in a little bit. That's an interesting story, right? There. Okay. So, yeah. So for back, sure. Yeah. So back then, you know, we weren't so connected. Well, we were connected by trade routes like the Silk Road, and you know these, and the transatlantic slave trade and whatnot too. And, right. And sugar trade and spice trade. You know, we were connected for resource purposes, essentially, yeah. and and financial purposes, ultimately, mm -hmm. I guess. But. Uh, Whatever, either way, you, you could look at it either way. I mean, resources cost money, so you could look at it either way, I guess. Yeah, so it comes to think, though, since, you know, so if, some, so if a different civilization were to contact each other, would it be a hostile encounter or would it be a friendly encounter to the point where, where there's, like, diplomatic relations and trade? Or would it be friendly at first, but then you, someone, like, sneezes, and to them, sneezing is, like... The fucking devil, and they're like, kill him! They shoot oh, him with little yeah, ray, ray guns. Pew, 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 pew. Like in Halo, they shoot little ray guns. Oh, pew, yeah. Pew, Halo's, some shit. Halo's a good game. <laughs> you yeah. can, like, see them flying at you. They're all slow, but then they, boom, they blow up or some shit. So if you dodge them, you know, but you don't know that at first. Mm -hmm. They It's an alien invader. Mm -hmm. You know, if we're talking about another civilization, like an alien civilization contacting us, like you're talking about how nations have as humans, all the same yeah. creature too. Like the same creature, maybe just different, like um, different cultivar. You know what I mean? Yes. Right at the end, but technically we're all the same creature and shit. Unless you're a Denisovan, which is cool, but <laughs> it's just different. You know what I mean? So going back to what I was talking about, since you know, because you know, contact between different civilizations, like relations are all good. You know, as we look yeah. back in history, but then you know. Former allies become enemies in war, like, you know, World War One. you know, a lot of these European nations used to be, you know, kind of in sync with each other, but then differences started coming up at, based yeah. on politics and yeah. culture, especially in the Balkan region. There's like a bunch, that was like something ready to freaking explode, too, by the way, so. Yeah. Yeah, and then, you know, former allies turn against each other, and boom, we're at war. And then World War Two, you know, war again. And, you know, all of these different conflicts. And, because know, of lack of communication, on. essentially, or lack of resources being met, or someone being too greedy and cutting off all ties. But really, it's kind of just a bunch of disgruntled employees, like, you know, at the end of the day. Like, it's like, you know... No, they can't take all the resources. They must be stopped because we have to have the resources. You know, it's pretty much what it's usually been about. But mm -hmm. sometimes, bro, it's just about ideas. Yes, it's about ideas, ideas right? Yes. So how do we know an alien civilization mm -hmm. would have ideas? Mm -hmm. Like, like find that concept for a second. Like, mm -hmm. it's like an internet connection to share ideas yes. between each other right now. Like, to grasp these concepts mm -hmm. and to share these ideas with each other. 
would an alien civilization that would be some kind of like you know advanced uh, intelligent creature of some kind organism of some kind could they pick up on ideas? Because if they don't speak English or like some kind of language, yeah, that's one thing. But like the fact that like everything we Google is an idea, kind of like all this stuff that's like an idea, could they do? Could they really comprehend all that? Isn't it kind of something that's kind of unique to our happenstance? You know, because they have to force us to go to school to like learn all this stuff. So we have to be trained, but it's only trained into us because it actually is something that works to monkey brains like us as we're growing up. Yeah. You know, so like to an alien, it's not a monkey brain, something else. What they, they may not understand this idea of having ideas and conceptualizing that shit, you know, like that. Unless it's all just binary, right? And it somehow makes sense. But like, even when you read like old texts or scriptures or something, it kind of doesn't make sense right off the bat. You're like, what does this mean, though? I don't know what this means, though. You have to really kind of think about it. You know, how do you really know, like, when someone writes a poem, how exactly that poem is interpreted, Ooh, right? Yes. How the fuck would, I don't even know. How the fuck's an alien or some shit be like, well, actually, uh, this one was interpreted properly because he said this, this, and this, blah, 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 blah. Oh, yes. You know, I don't know, though. It's just interesting to think that, like, I don't think they could conceptualize ideas. And, it, and maybe they, they think, like, quote, unquote, think in a different way. It's, like, more systematic. <laughs> Kind of like insects, like oh, where they yes. just they just do. They're not like they're not on the peach like eating a peach like maybe maybe I'll go over there to those blackberries next. <laughs> you know, I'm thinking that sounds good. You know what I mean? It's more like imagine like a little June bug or some shit. But no way, because in fact, they're only adults for so long. They just are doing stuff off of instinct. That's what scientists suggest. That's right. Like, they're not humans. They don't, like, think about oh, it. Yeah. Right? So how the fuck does – how do we guarantee that some other intelligent organism out there that comes to us, will, like, thinks of ideas? You know, maybe they just systematically, like, pew, like, opened a portal and we're, like, here. And they're just, like, Wah! Like, you know, and they just don't know anything about us. I think, I guess what I'm saying is, is because you asked if there would be hostilities. I think the hostilities would be inevitable because of the lack of communication. That is oh, what yes. world wars have started over. Lack of resources being uh, um, shared and lack of communication. And if we can't communicate with them, then they fucking fuck us up probably. Indirectly. They'd be like, hey man, we could nuke the whole planet. No problem. We don't feel and think that that's a harmful thing. We don't look at it like an extermination. We look at it like a threat and like, we're just blow this shit up would we if we found an alien civilization that was just savage if we viewed them as like oh my gosh they're just gonna kill us wouldn't we nuke the planet their planet oh yes and we probably would yeah yeah and going back to this book <laughs> we right probably here, would bro and the united states would be like fuck yeah they'd yeah. be like homies with russia and china all of a sudden they'd be like oh, we have yeah. to pull together because otherwise we can't rule these these people on earth anymore and tell them what to do if the aliens come you know yeah you know <laughs> Common enemies bring people to get bring enemies together, you know. And often it, it's a powerful move yeah. to become an ally versus an enemy. Yes. And going back to, you know, the plot of this book, like there there are these four different individuals from like four different nationalities that are chosen to bring about an idea on how to fight the coming alien freedom for a hundred years because because they they were chosen to specifically you know, bring these ideas put forward without being detected by the aliens because 
believe it or not, despite the aliens in this book, you know, the Trisol Lawrence being 400 years away, like 4.1 light years away, which is a lot of time, yeah. by the way. Fuck yeah. They they somehow folded these microscope these machines into subatomic levels where they can't be detected, and they already sent them to Earth just to mess up science experiments so wow. we can make progress in science. So and they could listen to anyone and anything. So they gotta come up with these ideas in their head and present them somehow to the United Nations. And one of these ideas involved planning, placing a bunch of nukes on Mercury, and just blowing them, and just blowing up pieces of Mercury so they could fling up the pieces all over the solar system so they could hit the space, the the alien fleet. But it might also screw up the solar system as well. <laughs> I'm not joking. That's what the Venezuelan character brings up. In, in this, this book, book, though. Not in yeah, real life. Okay, real fuck, life. bro. I'm like, dude, if I don't think that's going to pass <laughs> on yeah. the vote. They're going to be like, oh, I don't know, man. What if we just blow up Mercury and like everything just fucking falls apart and we go we yeah. go sucked into a black hole because you've took out one of the planets? Like you can't do that. There has to be this many. Yeah, you know, there has to be everything there. Yeah, you know? and, and another idea brought by the um, by the American character is or does that, it? Can you like amputate it? Like you can amputate a, th- a toe? Like yeah. you know, it's just like cutting yeah. off the toe of the universe, cutting out Mercury. It's no problem. Yeah. the whole universe just ravishes out of control and everyone's like fuck that scientist dude for just saying it it'll be fine yeah and, it's not fine now and another idea brought by an by an american character uh-huh. is that we is that we create like a kamikaze suicide fleet and just oh, ram all all of our ships into the fleet just to destroy them were they like the prisoners and then, like, they told him, like, hey, man, we'll let you free if you, if no, you survive I, this no, shit. I think, right I think you're just regular Space Force folks. How the hell something. you get people to just commit yeah. suicide? Other than the, literally the kamikaze soldiers in Japan were doped up on amphetamines. Oh, so yeah. they must have doped these dudes up with something wild to be like, yeah, man, hey, you got to go sacrifice yourself to this shit. Oh, yeah. And going to that, though, the, the, the American also goes to these different cultures to, you know, try to get ideas for that, too. And he even goes to Japan, Hiroshima, to talk to somebody about it. Yeah. After the explosion or before? Uh, before. But the thing is that their ideas are rejected by the United Nations for being too costly or too far-fetched or too dangerous, you know? It's so funny because it's like when you're talking about war, but they're like, I don't know, that's a little too dangerous. But it's like, dude, you're killing people. You're fucking blowing fucking buildings out of existence. And you're talking about what's ethical and moral. Like, it's weird, though. Rules of warfare are very strange, aren't they? Yeah, and... It it requires incredible moral flexibility. Yes, and there is this... And you brought up, you know... To which do aliens have that? Would an alien civilization of some kind, would they have morals... Like moral flexibility, or would they just like you know take an aerosol can of theirs, like a raid can, and spray us like ants real quick, and then they're like, eh, hey, problem solved. Uh, well, I mean, guy. that's what guys. they are trying to kind of do to humans in this series. Though. Dude, they kill our whole ant hill right here, bro. We got yeah. shit going on down here. We got to be happy about our yeah. shit that we got going on down here, you know. But anyways, yeah, and. Another idea that's brought up in this book is that, you know, a lot of people don't have, you know, morale or faith that we'd be victorious 400 years in the future against these aliens. So one, so the British character comes up with this technology that, 
you know, messes, I think, with the brain waves, I believe, and kind of, you know, forces like a type of, like a type of belief in you or like a type of faith. Like, you know, if you want to believe something, then you get that belief. Like, they actually, you know, open up, he actually opens up these little air stations where you get to go in and have like a belief of, you know, like a belief that we're going to win against the Trisolarans in 400 years in the future in you and you know it actually gets people hopeful to fight you know against them rather than being hopeless because when you really think about it this is a very hopeless series because you know because according to the series you know hostilities between eight civilizations are inevitable and you know you probably can't win but you gotta survive, you know. You gotta survive, bro. Yeah. So, like, I mean, I don't know. Like, is this comparable to the Russian-Ukrainian conflict somehow, too? Mm. Did this have a role in that conversation? Mm. Like, how it's similar in the sense of, like, you know, uh, whatever has to happen has to happen, kind of. Like, it doesn't mean that the Russian people, like, are bad or good when you think about the context in which their brain is functioning in the country that they exist in and live in by the propaganda that's like hitting them and shit that they of course are just like trying to do what they think is right bro in that moment every one of us is brainwashed just depends on to what degree and especially in the first world you know whatever that means but in the in those countries that are like a little more advanced like have public health care kind of or i mean public school we don't have public health care what am i talking about public schooling or anything you know what i mean so i don't know um, well, it's always about resources. It's always about like, no, well, I said because I said so. And sometimes like, it's we about have culture. to have this. Yeah, we have to have this um, influence continue to reign oh, over a certain yes. area. Influence. So yes, an alien yes. civilization could also be like, hey, whoa, motherfucker, you're shooting shit out to places. We have domain over that shit. And we chose to do nothing with it. We chose to let that farm become overgrown with a bunch of fucking thorns. And we don't give a shit. Basically, we'll leave you to rot out yes. there. If we said so, it could be like that. Aliens could be like that. Or they could be like, hey, man, it's all good. You know, we just wanted to see how long it'd take you guys to, like, find us. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Imagine the aliens are just like that. They're like, oh, you finally made it back home to the mothership. Let's feast, you know. Yeah, and the whole idea of a simulation kind of reminds me of how, you know, what we see now in Russia and Ukraine. Because back when I said that, you know, back then, civilizations used to view other civilizations as being alien to each other. Like, unknown and new, mysterious and whatnot. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, back then, you know, Russia, like, Ukraine used to be its own little area, you know, that that used to occupy, you know... Ukraine, a little bit of Poland, much of Belarus, and parts of Russia called the Kiev and the Rus. Uh-huh. You know, it used to be a kingdom back then. Okay. And eventually, you know, it fell because of the Mongol invasion. And then you had the Principality of, Mos- of Muscovy or Moscow, you know, Russia come into play and they adopt the Rus name and they call themselves Russians and they started to expand into Eastern Europe, taking Ukraine with them. And even though there might be some similarities in the language, even though it's ultimately different, like they use the same writing system, acrylic, you know, that all those symbols and stuff. And it looks beautiful, I think, from the outside looking in. Russian characters and shit, whatever the fuck they call that. Acrylic, yeah. It's not just Russia that uses them. It's also Ukraine and Belarus and, you know, Macedonia and some of those Eastern European. I understand. I'm sorry. I misspoke. I'm just saying I like that. Oh, yeah. It looks beautiful. Yeah, it looks 
both very nice, I should say. Like, I mean, maybe the outside looking in, like, people could say that about English, but I just feel like they're just kind of letters, and they're just, like, a certain way, and there's so many rules, Mm -hmm. and it seems complex, but I think that shit looks very complex, yes, but it looks beautiful. Mm -hmm. Like, it has an ancient, like, meaning, instead of just being about being bureaucratic about how this has to be spelled like this and it has to be it's more like no that that's just that's what that looks like kind of you know yes and eventually you know you know despite you know russians and ukrainians having some similarities you know it's ultimately alien to one another you know for sure because you know you had the russification of Ukraine going on during the age of the Russian Empire with Peter the Great and Catherine the Great and Ivan the Terrible. And Which was when? Uh, 1400s up to the 1600s. <laughs> okay. Yeah. You know, just like, you know, like uh, a half a thousand years ago, you know, no yeah. big deal. And eventually Russian culture started overtaking Ukrainian culture and stuff like that. And they tried preserving the culture from what they perceive as alien yeah, so this is kind of a good insight, though, to see that, like, Ukraine mm-hmm. is a place and Russia is a place. Like, they're yes. not, like, it, it, it's sad, like, to say that Ukraine almost sounds like it's been reduced to this little, small, like, nation. Mm-hmm. But it's still, like, its own nation that was always a nation, but then the USSR was kind of fucking with them. And oh, then they kind of yeah. fucking take them over their wing and they say that they don't exist. But really, it's like killing a culture. It's like, it's like a, what's it called when you kill a culture, like cultural side or whatever, like when you're trying to kill well, a culture? There is, I'm not sure exactly what it's called, but maybe assimil- assimilation or something. I'm not sure. Uh, oh, assimilation? Assimilation. Yeah. I don't know. But man, that's wild that people do that shit in the world. Humans are crazy. What if we're just the aliens? What if we're just the aliens, bro? And like sometimes when we think we see aliens, it's like whatever's in the future. Like way, 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 way in the future. And then sometimes they come back to check on us. But really, we're just kind of, we are the aliens. Like we literally are pretty wild and crazy and we do weird shit. And we'll eventually, you know, plant other people on different places of the world. But we almost have, like the way time works from universe to universe is it's not like linear anymore. So the way that it all plays out in the big scheme of things is that we're all just kind of here. And we're here ahead of time too because we have to exist almost before we, you could say we make contact with the bigger tribes or whatever. We never will know. And I'm cool with that. But it's really weird that humans on Earth are like, fuck your tribe. We're going to take it over. And instead of just being like, you know, uh, we're going to take it over because we want to help you more. So technically, like, we're going to be responsible for, like, making sure that you, like, oh, don't yeah, go downhill financially has, and stuff. That, like, taking someone under your wing kind of versus, like, no, we're going to bomb the shit out of you like Russia's doing to Ukraine right now and try to take over your culture and kill kill your museums, kill your shit. We're, gonna, we're just going to fuck everything You know, up. that reminds me, you, you know, the whole thing about taking under a wing and under the guise of helping people, that has actually been used as a justification for, like, invasions and whatnot back then, too, especially with Russia and Ukraine because, you know, on the east side you have these separatist regions that see themselves as, you know, different countries from Ukraine, particularly Donetsk and Luhansk. I think that's how it's pronounced. I'm going to butcher the names. I'm sorry about that. (laughs) But they view themselves as more ethnically Russian and culturally Russian because of the east side because when you go eastward, you have more Russian speakers. When you go westward, you have more Ukrainian speakers. And that's why, you know, West Ukraine aligns more with, you know, the European Union and Europe in general. So basically, you know, they thought they always viewed them, viewed, you know, the east side, you know, the Donetsk and Luhansk republics, you know, the breakaway regions, they viewed Ukrainians as like the aggressor state. So 
They actually always wanted help from the Russians. And what pretty much all kind of kick-started the whole Russian invasion of Ukraine was that they actually asked personally asked Vladimir Putin for help. And I and and you know how you know he views Ukraine and you know the East Side particularly, like he kind of views them as fellow as brothers, you know, as a brother nation. You know that side of Ukraine, but he also views all of Ukraine as you know as a part of Russia or culturally a part of Russia, even though there's like a bunch of faults in that too. Uh, it yeah. gets messy when you start trying to say like, is Ukraine its own thing and is Russia its own thing? Especially when leaders have changed for like you know, yeah. obviously hundreds of years is what we're talking here, yeah. not just like uh, you know, like the last century. There's been problems that area of the world with those two like nations or those names or those um what do you call it like societies civilizations with language and and, and all this shit they've been having conflict for so long and all of a sudden we're like whoa this is not okay let's give our money to them like you know i don't want to do that all the time either though because you know i don't want them to be taken over but what the fuck like that's what it's become it's like oh well, yeah. we need to send them a bunch of shit and it's like dude that means we're involved like essentially, we're funding World War, almost, not quite. But remember in World War Two, bro, when we were like making hella money. When people talk about make America great again, they're thinking about when we had the industrial ass boom from World War Two because we were making hella artillery, selling hella fucking machines and shit to the to the uh, the British, right and stuff. So they ba- we were basically supplying World War, but we weren't fighting, right? Yeah. We eventually, Hitler was like, I call bullshit, and we ended up getting into it, right? But the reality is, is now I feel like isn't that similar with Ukraine and Russia? Yeah, kind of, even though we're just sending Ukraine weapons and financial aid and whatnot, though. But that's that's money and weapons, bro. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, that's like to make a fucking mean machine green, bro. That's not good. Like. Yeah, and going back to what I was talking about, so basically Putin said that one of the reasons why he sent Russians to Ukraine to fight them is because to protect, you know, the whole Donetsk region right there, the east side. Yeah, he want, he he says, oh, I'm just sending my men, my soldiers to, you know, help these oppressed eastern people. So lay your arms down and we won't do anything or something, even though that yeah, was right. freaking bullshit. You right, know? exactly. Yeah. I don't know, man. I don't trust anybody. <laughs> but I like lo- listening to you and talking to you because you historically know all of this shit, mm-hmm. especially because you've actually studied it, but you're into it. Mm-hmm. So I love talking to you about it. Yeah. And, you know, another thing I was going to add on to that is, you know, what if, you know, there is an alien invasion, but it was like something under the guise of, oh, we are invading just to help you improve, you know, don't take it personally. Here we come. But how would they tell us that? They're, they're pop, well, Who they're, would interpret that? And through that medium, what would they change? What would um, they not understand? I mean, there have been alien invasion stories that have similar premises where aliens invade so they could help us improve our lives. Okay, like, I understand that, but like if aliens came here, right? Yeah. And, and, and who would they contact? First of all, who would they contact first? Then whoever they came into contact first, how would we know that... It's not like the aliens come here and there's like a book that's handed from them to us that's like, hey, this is a, a dictionary, like a translation from our language to your language. Like what? Like no. That's not a thing. Yeah. So like how would we communicate with them? 
I don't know, maybe a translator or something. But who would translate for an alien, like from another civilization somewhere else in the galaxy? I would guess some kind of interpreter they hired or something that's been studying our language for like years or languages. Our language? I understand that. But like to understand theirs, we would know nothing of it. Well, I've seen... The best scholar here would know nothing of an alien language. Hmm. Well, I do know in Star Wars, these aliens called the Forians, you know, they look like big old hammerhead aliens have like these apparatuses on their mouths on the side that translate stuff into English, apparently. Well, it's called basic, but, you know, but yeah, the way we speak right now. So maybe it's something like that or something where they speak and through like the contraption, you know, it translates like that. (laughs) I suppose, but I don't know how it would translate to them. I still don't understand. Like how, how right now, if aliens, quote unquote, like like unidentified flying objects or whatever aerial phenomena came and they landed and they were like, "Who are we talking to?" They'd be like, "Okay, well, you got to talk to the government because apparently they're they're going to take it, take over anyways." So they talk to the government and the government says, "Okay, what's up?" And the aliens would be like, and they'd be like, "Hmm." You know, you're playing the long game, huh? You know what I mean? Showed up. You know, I don't know. What the fuck would we do? We wouldn't know what to do, bro. It's kind of like when they first, when they first, um, you know, the colonials or Columbus came over here on the Santa, the Pinta, the Maria, or whatever the Santa, fuck. The Santa Maria. Thank you for clarifying. <laughs> but he rolled over here on a big old uh, voyage that cost a lot of money back in the day. And comes up and then they just somehow kind of figured out how to communicate. But it was because they didn't trust either of each other. They didn't know what each other was capable of. And I have a feeling, too, that they were walking on eggshells at first because some of them were very equipped, I would imagine. Native tribes to where they would probably shoot them down with arrows like that. Yeah, And they'd be with their muskets and shit. They'd be like... Yeah, and that reminds me, you know, the whole different tribes not trusting each other, you know. Yeah. Did you know that a lot of the, you know, native tribes down in Mexico actually hated the Aztecs? Oh, yeah. I've heard this before. Yeah, they even teamed up with the Spanish so they could finally take them down once and for all because they really hated them that much. Yeah, and that kind of reminds me of how part of this series, you know, you have these collaborators, you know, these humans that want to work with the aliens because they hate humanity so much of what it's become and they think... That were better off being killed by the invasion, yeah. or at least maybe assimilated into the society. Yeah, it kind of reminds me of that too. Mate, that's pretty interesting. I like the book. I like the idea. I like the idea of this shit. Mm-hmm. But I also like how it reaches out into the bigger picture of reality, the real one that we live in, that we call reality, whatever the fuck that is, and that means. What, however, this book resonates to those ideas that are actually yeah. conceivable and shit. That's yeah. really interesting to me too. And any any text that's like that obviously gets us. It, it it's it's kind of like a metaphor for other things. And once you get it, it's like a beautiful dance to like decode and and understand and look into further. Yeah, and I want to bring up this little untouched civilization on an island called Sentinel Island, which is off the coast of India. Kind Sentinel of. Island, right? Yeah, I've probably heard about it though. Yeah, they there's this tribe called the Sentinelese, which are the, this like this tribe that's still you know wearing you know cloth on their crotch and so using spears and bows and arrows and so have their own little community down there, like a untouched tribe. Well, they're super defensive of their little island. So when you try to 
sailed there on a boat or something, guess what happens? You're gonna get freaking attacked by them with spears and bows and arrows, and some people got killed going too close to the island because of that. Too like there are some civilizations <laughs> out there that don't want any outside contact. Yeah, at they're all. like fuck off, bro. Don't come here. <laughs> yeah, oh, you know, do you right? think we'll ever find alien civilizations that are just don't want to talk to us at all? If we get too close to the planet, they'll just try to freaking shoot us down. Or something? That's what I mean, bro. Like, how would yeah. we know how to communicate? I feel like hostilities would be inevitable. Yeah, that's what I think. Even though I don't want to think about it, it, I feel like it's true. We don't even know how to communicate with nations here. Like, we're fucking up. Like, what I think is going on right now and somewhere else in the world, like in China or some big nation like that, I don't know. I'm ignorant. When I met a French dude a couple years ago who, Thomas, he was a cool guy, um, he was telling me certain stuff that I didn't know anything about about France. I feel so ignorant. I'm like, I've obviously never been there. I, I never studied it. How the hell would I know? But there's so much to know. The world's so much bigger than right here, right now, you know? And uh, it's interesting to know about different cultures and different shit, but more so to, like, resonate it, how it does relate to your life and how you live it, mm-hmm. you know? It's true. Because there's a lot to learn from other cultures. Yeah, something so, different yeah. teaches you a lot about how you do shit mm-hmm. yeah I have some friends who are foreign exchange students from Kenya and Norway and I still talk to them today and I still learn a lot about their cultures as well that's awesome but they obviously have like the internet and phones and shit yeah that is crazy to think yes not to say that like Norway and Kenya like shouldn't or wouldn't have that because they're like so far behind or something like that that's not what I'm saying oh. I'm just saying like it's interesting because worldwide we are pretty fucking connected, but in a way, are we? Because there's certain things we can't see, right? Mm-hmm. Like if there's a conflict in Russia right now, you can't message the homie mm-hmm. that lives there, right? To know what's actually going on to him for him to Snapchat you like right here, right now, and be like, Tyler and Brad, this is what's happening actually right now in front of me. Mm-hmm. How would we, you know, is does that happen? Do that? Do these so these people that live there? Do they send you shit on a daily basis? Uh, who live where? Uh, Norway, Kenya. Yeah, or like every now and then you see what they're actually doing in their country that they live in. Yeah, you know, everything. Every now and then, yes. And if they're having a conflict, which I don't know, I haven't heard on the news or anything that there's been conflicts in those areas. But well, back while well, I have a friend from Ukraine, I won't say you know the person's right. name or anything because you know this is a tough time. But are they on the internet? Yeah. Yeah, they can be on the internet. Yeah, but. Uh, back then when the war started, you know, you know on Snapchat right here, uh, you know, you have the Snap map. You know, yeah, you I, don't, to... I don't let people know where I am. Yeah, me either. <laughs> but sometimes I like to, you know, prop it up a little bit yeah. and then That's what's up. go and then see what's going on in other parts of the world. Like back then, you know, when the war happened, you ha- Ukraine was still able to use a, you know, a Snap map right here, you know. Yeah. But you notice it's empty, you know, you can't really touch anything when you touch it. Nothing shows up. Mm-hmm. They actually disabled that to protect, you know, Ukrainian lives and stuff like that. Wow, know? that's awesome. Because who knows, maybe a Russian soldier or like a separatist might find out what where people are at through this. So, yeah. Wow. I mean, you can still see what's going on in Russia, obviously. So let's see what's popping in Moscow. You know, you have people eating at a restaurant right here, if you could see. What? This is Moscow. You have people at a liquor store. What? Watching TV. What the fuck? How do we know this isn't just propaganda from old, like, from, like, two years ago? 
Uh, this is real time right here. Um, by who? These are random people. Yeah, random civilians. Like, we could even go to Fresno right now. What uh, the fuck? Yeah, let's see what's popping over in Fresno. What the fuck? Don't show me a tweaker hitting a globey right now. Uh, probably Fresno. not a tweaker in Fresno. Let's see what's Come popping. Come on. What do you mean? They're... Yeah, here that is... guy's hitting a globey. Look at Oh, he's hitting a vape. Yeah. He's hitting a hookah. Oh, he's he's high off the hookah. Yeah. Some people... He's high off the hookah. Yeah, you can see what people are up to, you know, by just tapping cities. I don't know, know man. It's kind of sketching me out that you could just see what everyone else is doing at any moment. And, and yeah, it's but it's weird. But it's consensual. Sometimes, you know, I post onto Readly stories, so just in case someone in Readly is using the Snap Map, they could see what I'm doing. Yeah, that's what's up. <laughs> sometimes it's pretty funny to do sometimes. That's what's up. I never looked at those uh, attributes on that application yeah. because mm-hmm. I'm kind of weird about certain shit. I don't know why I don't like to venture into certain. Uh, apps that much and then when I do I don't know how to use them that well for a long time I don't know why it's because I don't use every aspect of it I usually just use like the basic shit because I don't know how to use some of it until someone shows me Allison gets pretty good at it and then she'll show me some shit and then I'll be like damn you know yeah yeah, and sometimes, you know, you have TikTok showing what's going on all over the world, but you got to be careful on TikTok because sometimes there's misinformation or, like, okay. false rumors that spread all the time. Speak of know? aliens, I've seen how many UFO posts, and I'm like, damn, and I'll send it to people, bro. I'll be like, damn, this is a fucking UFO. Someone caught it on video, and I, I, it just it came across my For You page just for me. If it's for me. Right, so I'm I'm watching. I'm like, holy shit, that is for sure a UFO with a light beam coming down. Classic fucking depiction, and it looks real. And the guy's talking and walking around, and I'm like, what the fuck, right? So I send it to all my friends, and then like I'm scrolling through the comments, cause I'm like, someone's got to tell me more, and. People be like, hey, man, go tomorrow and look at it or whatever. And the guy's like, nah, man, why would I do that or whatever? And then you see, like, deeper in it. Someone told me what it is. It's some kind of tower that has lights on it and shit. And when you look at it, it's like, oh, that's for sure it. That's what it looks like at night from a distance when it's kind of foggy. That is what it looks like for sure. It's like for, like, a, tel- a little small municipal airport or some shit, right? But the point is, it's from a distance. It looked like a UFO. And the guy was yeah. like, dang, man, there's a UFO right there. Isn't that crazy? And this person got hella views, so many views off this shit. Hella people thought it was real and shared it and sent it before they did their research and be like, wait a minute, this isn't real. But man, I swore it was real. And I just shared that video so fast. So I'm part of that group that was like, man, I've been bamboozled. So we see tons of that on TikTok. TikTok, in my opinion, kind of actually stretches us further from the truth because we're all just listening to each other's opinions now we're not listening to well well fed facts anymore in fact the news outlets have drove us to where we we basically say fuck the news like people say like fake media and all this shit and they hate the news Mm -hmm. right but it's like man to hate that is almost kind of weird too because you know 50 years ago or something like what do you mean we have to know what's going on otherwise we wouldn't be connected to anything we have to be involved like da 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 you know now everyone could be fine without it isn't it kind of weird? And now yeah. we'd rather just listen to opinions that we agree with. Oh, yeah. That's you know, not, I don't know if that's a safe world. Bro. Yeah, I mean, I try to open my mind because I do have my own biases and beliefs, but sometimes I like to listen to people that I sometimes may disagree with someone on. Me too, bro. Yeah, I mean, like, I know that, you know, a lot of people like to listen to Joe Rogan, and, like, there's, like, this big misconception about him that he is some super crazy right-winger, even though he's, like, actually pretty liberal in a yeah, lot he's of cool. places. I think he's chill. Yeah, I, I think mean, he's fine. Yeah, even though I don't agree with him with everything, he's a chill guy who's... He's listening, fine, right? Who's like, it's not like he's a threat, like, you know what yeah. I mean, or something to... 
national security, in my opinion. But yeah, and, and I don't know. Yeah. That's what they said. And the reason mm-hmm. why you know he has all these different people with different beliefs and ideas on is because he so he can have an open mind. And if you actually watch, you know, he doesn't always agree with all of his guests. So sometimes he may have a disagreement or like right. a discussion about something. That's the best. And he's and he's willing to listen to people he doesn't may or may not agree with. You know, and that's what I like about him too. You know. Yeah. But like compared to what? Yeah, I mean, compared to like what we see on mainstream media, like for example, um, let's see. Uh, so yes, we like are... Don Lemon or Tucker Carlson, you know. <laughs> yeah, I get you. Yeah. Yeah, um, I don't know. It's hard to say because it's all entertainment, right? Yeah. And it's all the same thing, really. All those, all three of those people you just named. It's really just like how you like to be talked to and how you like to be fed information and if it sounds good and it kind of resonates with the way you think and feel. Yeah. But the difference is, is huge um, because there's one thing about like trying to just be fed something you agree with versus learning something new. And I feel like the news is telling you you're learning something new that you must agree with also. I feel like uh, when you have podcasts and you have other people doing different shit, you get to decide what you believe or what you find is true. Yes. You just get to be entertained and have fun and feel involved, you know? Yeah. That's what a podcast and shit really is, why it's so much grander. Yeah. Um, and also, you don't have to hurry into a segment before a commercial like these news people do and shit. It's fucking weird, bro. It's clearly bought. Clearly bought versus like someone being like, hey, I'm doing all these videos and these podcasts and people love my content, but people are down to pay for it, like apparently for the advertising space and shit. Why not make some money versus someone only doing it for the money? It's kind of weird. You know? Yeah. But not us, Bradley. Mm-hmm. Not us. Yeah, and the thing about TikTok, you know, it's actually a Chinese made app, and that's why there's a bunch of security concerns about it. Remember, like, Trump was like, we're going to ban it. Remember when he was going to ban TikTok? We're like, what the fuck? I wasn't even on TikTok, and they were like, we're going to ban it. I'm like, holy shit. I remember yeah. talking about it on this podcast probably about, like, what? What are they doing? Like, just because it was, like, interesting because people are talking quicker than ever through this thing and watching yeah. in real time, like, what other people are doing and learning yeah. so much about other cultures and ways to think about shit, right? Different opinions, all that shit. You can have culture shock going on TikTok for, uh, like, some short amount of time because you'll end up on there for a long amount of time. And... That shit was going viral, right? All these crazy videos about COVID and all this shit, bro. And Trump was about to shut it down. When we're, they were having those riots, you know, across the nation, bro, for Black Lives Matter and shit, they were about to, like, shut it down because there was too many videos making you feel like, oh, wow, they did that right now. They placed the bricks in front of the building, which they may have. But all of that shit, all of those videos made you feel like you trusted those videos more than the ones you see on the news. And in a way, some of those videos could have been planted, to create yeah. a resistance, you know what I mean? A yeah. resistance to, to create a, some kind of subversion, you know what I mean? To distract the people and the masses yeah. and make them get back out on the streets and, and communicate again. Um, I mean, uh, not communicate, like transmit the disease again that they're apparently worried about, you know what I mean? Who knows, bro? It was some weird fucking times. And who yeah. was responsible for that, though? Because it could be another nation, I'm saying. It doesn't mean it's our people. Yeah. But then for Trump to be like, we need to shut it down, is like, dang. And then he didn't, but he transitioned it somehow to make it more Americanized. 
Well, some I, shit like I, the ownership. Yeah, kind of with the ownership. Like the main concern of TikTok was that because it was like a Chinese, you know, made app based in China, and there's like a chance that they could have stolen a lot of Americans and Europeans, you know, data and you know personal info, and you know it wasn't just Trump that was concerned. Even though, but fuck if it rots your brain, right? Fuck if it rots all the kids' brains and teaches you like wrong morals and all this shit, right? Don't ban it for that reason, right? Like, cause I thought that's what they were banning it for. Yeah. They were saying, like, no, you can't tell each other to go riot this place. Because, like, look at January 6th. Like, they blame social media. But it's like, bitch, blame human beings and blame the leaders that told them to do this, you know? Yeah, I mean, social media can amplify stuff, too, by the way, so. 100%. Yeah. What's the OG social media of, like, the Mongol era? Mongol era? Uh, I guess maybe... Uh... Probably the Silk Road. Yeah? Yeah. Which was like when they're trading like goods and shit. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Do trade caravans through there and trade posts. That's how ideas would be exchanged. And that's how religions would spread too. Like Christianity, Islam, and, you know, Buddhism. You know, that's how religions would spread back then with different ideas. But see, we all coexist with people that are of different religions. Like Christians, Catholics, especially in the area we live in. But I still don't understand a lot of them. I don't understand where, where that's all coming from in some aspects, right? But uh, we've lived beside each other forever or for my whole life or whatever, right? So how long would it take for us to get used to how aliens act? What if they, like, eat babies? Like, they literally or some shit, they're like, oh, that baby looks so good. Hold on. Give me a Let me just eat him real quick. It's how I keep talking. I cannot keep talking thinking if I don't eat your baby. You know? And then people, we all of a sudden are like, all right, we're going to have mothers making babies governmentally fund. So they just start making babies and we're pumping out babies and they have to be get, you know, there has to be a process. So we have to pay people to fuck and then make a baby, you know what I mean? And then feed it to this monster sadly because otherwise we can't communicate with them because otherwise they're just going to snatch all our babies and then we'll have no more babies and we'll have no more soldiers to fight in war later and lose their life on the battlefield for us you know what I mean? I mean there have been ideas like that in science fiction where aliens wanted to use humans as you know as a resource yeah whether it be for food or slave labor yeah yeah kind of like how in the plot of the third Transformers movie yeah like they wanted like the Decepticons you know wanted to bring their home planet Cybertron to Earth so they could enslave the humans and use them as slaves and then you and then and it was up to the Autobots led by Optimus Prime to stop them you know yeah yeah they must be stopped yeah yeah it's interesting what do you think Bradley what else you want to talk about anything else there's like a lot I want to talk about, but it probably extend the podcast to like a freaking movie almost. Well, we could do it again soon. That would be yeah. wonderful in my opinion. And we could talk about a lot of other things. Oh, yeah. If it's you're willing to come on within like 10 episodes or something from oh, now, yeah, that'd be cool that. because yeah. I would like to get you on and let's talk about what's going and what's unfolding and yeah. a little more about what I what we talked about today so mm-hmm. I can chew on it. And the listener hopefully will be invested in tuning back in for that episode so they can learn more about what we're talking about, too, because we're going to talk about it more. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh Thanks, Bradley. You're the fucking man. You, too. That's awesome. Bradley, you're the best. You're the fucking man. Thanks for coming on the show. Listener, thank you so much for tuning in once again. We couldn't have a show without a listener. So thank you. 
make sure that you tell your friends because if you're listening this far, you're interested. And I think that some of your friends would be really interested too. And hopefully, listening to conversations like this, it inspires you to go have conversations like this with your friends. Ask them how they feel about that shit. Ask them what they think alien means. Alien doesn't necessarily mean a life form away from Earth. It just means something foreign to the current status quo. And honestly, that's what we're trying to figure out right now. We don't know if there's something real like aliens coming out because the government keeps saying there is, or if we're just like not aware of another type of uh, civilization that maybe was always been around us. Who knows? The world is getting crazier and crazier and our times are pretty wild. So it's important to remain excited, looking forward to a better future. And with conversations like this, I think we can achieve that. We got to have open-minded, open-ended conversations. And if we rub off on each other even a little bit today, I think we've learned enough. So thanks again, Bradley. Thank you again, listener. This is Tyler Colombaro signing off for this episode. And I hope to catch you on the next episode of the Symbiosis Now podcast.